Spins a web any size. Catch your seeds just like guys. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome everyone back to another incredible, amazing, stupendous episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Today we get to talk about our final MCU film of 2019. Is that right, Mike Talent Tingle? Yes, I think that is right, um, Matt Tingle. <laughs> uh, I just ruined the best joke in this whole film, but I don't care. It was a great, great, great joke, and I will just stop it at that. All right, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll let you this time. So, Spider-Man Far From Home, Mike, you want to go ahead and uh, we'll just dive right in and because I'm sure this will probably be maybe a bit of a discussion. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, go ahead. Give us the uh, rundown for it. All right. So we reviewed uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, his director was John Watts. Uh, it was written by Chris McKenna. And the screenplay was uh, Eric Summers. Uh, it's starring Tom Holland, Samuel Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau. Zin, Zinday, Zendaya? I think I did that right. Zendaya. Yeah, you got it that time. Zendaya. All right. Yep. Zendaya. Uh, Jacob Battalion. And it is about our friendly neighborhood spider. Uh, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in the world that has changed forever. So, all right. Um, I'm going to do my best not to spoil this before we get to the MCU tie-in, which there won't be one. So we'll just yell, you know, watch out. Here come the spoilers. Oh, okay. I like that. Watch out. Here come the spoilers. Here comes the spoiler man. Okay. We can do that. All right. Anyways. So, uh, I guess the first question I'm going to start out with Mike is, do you think this was a good wrap up for the end of phase four of the MCU? Um, I don't know. Because that was one of the things Kevin Feige was saying, that Infinity Endgame was not the end of Phase 4. This movie is the end of Phase 4. In my opinion, I think he should have said it was Endgame, because that's a hell of a lot better of a wrap-up. This is almost more the start of something new than it is a wrap-up of Phase 4. Yeah, I don't think I would call this the best wrap-up it was it was kind of you know it's an entertaining movie but it's still fairly lighthearted but starting to get more towards uh something so i'll leave it like that i liked far from home a lot i thought it was better than homecoming just my personal opinion it definitely didn't feel as serious as it should have, especially being the follow-up to Endgame. There are more serious parts in it. One thing I really did enjoy is it seems like MJ is actually starting to be more 
the MJ of the comic book and the MJ of Spider-Man films of old, where there's this constant game between her and Peter Parker about a relationship and dating and all this other stuff. And if she knows that he's Spider-Man or not and all that, that's, that's a heck of a lot better in line than it was in Homecoming. Homecoming, she was... Yeah, Homecoming, she was just kind of a side character, which is a shame to do to Mary Jane, but I understand why they did it in that first film, which I won't spoil, but I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, some of the uh, things fell really well, like Mysterio. I absolutely love what they did with Mysterio. I thought that was great. It was a wonderful interpretation uh, I'm not going to spoil it because we need to discuss it because Mike, I don't think you knew Mysterio or what he was about going in. No, I did not. And so I know, I think that, I think that'll be a good discussion for the spoiler section. Definitely. And I know a bit more obviously. So I knew going to the film, all the things that we're going to spoil later. Yeah. 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 So overall, I enjoyed this film. Uh, is it the best MCU film? No. Is it the worst? No. I definitely think it's better than average. I definitely think it's better than Homecoming. So I don't know. It's I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth it. I, and I, I'll throw my recommendation out there right now. If you you know like the MCU, you like superheroes, especially if you like Superman, not Superman, Spider-Man, you definitely need to see this one in the theaters because the special effects, the CGI, all that stuff, I mean, it pays off really well. One one scene in particular that is very spoiler-ridden, I really just, you have to experience that in the theater. I just love that. So, what about yourself, Mike? Uh, yeah, no, I like this. Uh, I saw this uh, with, my, with my wife, and uh, uh, she enjoyed it as well. Uh, you know, this is a fun, another uh, MCU movie, and it's more on the fun side. It's not quite as serious, and and it sounds like for, for Matt, that was one of the things that he didn't like quite as much. But, uh, yeah, so I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. You know, the MCU just keeps knocking them onto the park, man. Oh, no, I love that Spider-Man is definitely more fun, more uh, lighthearted, um, more funny, more jokey. There's nothing wrong with that. I love that. There's just trying to say that this is the end of phase four after the film we just got of Endgame and to have it be this lighthearted. Yes, we need this film right now after Endgame, especially after Endgame. But to try and say this is the end of phase four, just it doesn't work. This should be the start of phase five. Or am yeah. I getting that backwards? End of phase three, uh, start of phase yeah, four, whatever. Yeah. This should I think this should be the start of the next phase. Yeah, my opinion. I I, I think you're kind of right on that. I I guess I don't know. I guess because they reference, but I mean, all the movies are very you know they have all that continuity. So I I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I mean I it's guess. tied in, but to say you know this is the end of that phase, it just doesn't it doesn't do its service like Endgame did with how huge that movie was, how many characters in it, how many big changes were in it and then you come to this and this is more like ant-man and wasp you know but not it's better than ant-man and wasp 
it's not as lighthearted as Ant-Man and Wasp, but it's still, it doesn't seem like the ending of something. This seems like the beginning to me. Yeah, it did seem like the beginning of uh, some stuff, especially with some of the scenes that are in the credits, but I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, the end credit scene, and those are two, both of them, those are... uh, Definitely something interesting that we will need to talk about in the spoiler section when we get there. But, uh, Mike, uh, what about the acting? What about the cinematography? What about the CGI? You know, the typical stuff we discussed before we get into spoiling the film. What What did you think? Do you think it was better? Do you think it was worse? Do you think... What do you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought the CGI was good. Um the acting uh, was pretty good uh, from the main characters. I think some of the other side characters maybe did it, overdid it a little bit, but I think it worked for what they were trying to go for because it's kind of a, a, you know, I don't think this is giving away too much. It's a class trip to Europe. Uh, I think some of the ancillary characters maybe were a little much or a, a little, I don't know one-sided kind of kind of odd i i don't know like the film relied on them a little bit too much to continue the jokiness they introduced in the first film yeah i guess i i would say that okay yeah um, i kind of felt well that's why i said it i kind of felt the same way about some of the characters some of the other ones i liked to i liked that i saw them more expanded in this film especially yeah. the actors <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um but uh the the all the main characters that are in the movie uh I really like their performances and it was good to see some of the new characters uh introduced. So, I like that. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio just it elevated this whole film for me. He's such a good actor. I've loved him for ever. You know, back Donnie Darko days and beyond. I just love him as an actor. He is very good. And to see him as Mysterio was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was great. And I hope we get to see more of him in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We will definitely see. But, uh, yeah, I like this movie. Uh, I think everyone should see it. We are, uh, you know... MCU uh, boosters here. So go ahead and see this one in the theater. You have our uh, go ahead. <laughs> you you have our reels. Real film nerds approved. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. <laughs> That's all you have. Yes. <laughs> all right. Fine, Mike. So since you clearly can't talk about this movie without spoiling it. No, I, 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 I'm trying not to say too much. I know, it's hard. I know, because even one of the trailers, they had spoiler warnings for Endgame before one of the trailers because it is so interwoven in the MCU continuation story. It's hard not to spoil pretty much anything. Like, they're on a class trip to Europe. That's about what we can say. Yes. It has Spider-Man in it. It has Mysterio in it. It has... Lots of Spider-Man's classmates in it. And, uh, yeah. That's about as much as we can go without spoiling it. Yep. 
Okay, so let's just go ahead. If you don't want Spider-Man Far From Home spoiled for you, or you haven't seen it yet, go ahead, turn off the podcast, or fast forward to the end where we give our reels, because this is your warning. Yeah, yeah, this is the warning. Are you guys listening? Okay, everybody turned it off. I hope everybody turned it off because it's now time for Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man, Spoiler Man, does whatever a spoiler can. <laughs> yeah, that was good, uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was very good, Matt. Very good. I'm sure everyone on the pod has already turned it off. I hope so, because especially my horrible singing. <laughs> so, Mike, did you see Mysterio coming, being the bad guy? Just boom! Um, I guess I kind of did. It was a fairly um, predictable storyline. But, you know, you you know, I was kind of with uh, Spider-Man and kind of wanting to believe that he was a good guy and he had his best interest at heart. But um, the way that they did it was pretty neat. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, how How they were able to manipulate the different things that people see was incredible. So... That really made, uh, and, and that was really well done with all the visual effects for the movie, which was cool. So, I liked seeing that. So, Mike, speaking of being predictable, what IPA are you drinking today? <sighs> oh, thanks for asking, Matt. Um, I am drinking, uh, of course, it is an IPA. Nailed uh, it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm drinking a uh, beer called uh, Do You Even Zest? And it's a citrus double IPA from a uh, brewery called Crooked Stave. Is that like the soap? Like zest fully clean? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's because it's a citrus one. I think the zest of a citrus is kind of like the joke. It's kind of a joke. But yeah, it's just called Do You Even Zest? Well, all right then. Yeah, it's a good beer. If you see it, you should buy it. If you love IPAs, I will never buy it personally. Well, this one, it, it, Matt, it's uh, it's what they call kind of the hazy IPAs. And uh, that means nothing to you, but it's very fruity and it doesn't taste uh, super bitter. So it's not crazy hoppy. Well, it is kind of crazy hoppy, but it's hopped in a way that it makes it taste citrusy. Using a lot of, usually, citra hops. Well, all right then. Good to know. For all of our IPA drinkers out there. Yep. There's a couple of them. So, I am boring. I'm just drinking a Dos Equis Amber. Dude, you love Dos Equis. Yeah, because I have awesome. a few in the fridge. That's all. Yeah, awesome. It's good beer. It's good beer. Yeah, man, it's solid. It's a great beer. It's one of your favorites. It is. It's up there. It's definitely up there. Top 10 for sure. Nice. So, all right. Back on the Mysterio talk. For those of you who read Spider-Man, Mysterio's a villain. Always has been, always will be. 
Everyone that doesn't pay attention to the comics didn't know that going in, including your very own Mr. Mike Talent. Yep, the talent was clueless. I'm such a terrible film nerd. You are. You you need to work on that nerd part. Other than Yeah, I guess I'm just a film. Other than your computer stuff. Yeah. No, I've got that stuff down. But I need to work on my I need to work my nerd game up. Yeah. Your nerd cred is falling apart, Mike. It's falling apart. It's awful. Yeah, I think my card's been confiscated by by Matt. I'm not the king of the nerds, is that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm just saying that you might have taken my card. Like, I haven't started LARPing or anything like that. Well, I mean, is... Okay. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you got me with that one, Matt. I, I don't know, like, does LARPing equal supreme, like, uh, ultimate nerd? Or, like, I felt like... Like, man, if you went and did some cosplay where you dressed up as, like, Darth Vader and you went to some gathering with a group of uh, Star Wars fans, what... That's not LARPing. Well, like, what What would that be? Like That's just, just cosplay. That's just, ce- just celebration of of uh, Star Wars? like Yeah, like Star Wars celebration that they have every year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, uh, I would love to. Like I, uh, you know, like you would go as Boba Fett, of course. But no, no, no. I want to. I want to be a badass, like stormtrooper or clone trooper, one of those guys. And I would love to join the five hundred first and do that. But every single time I talk to those guys, because every now and then I'll run into them, especially in my former life, I ran into them when they came to town and stuff. They're always wanting me to be freaking Darth Vader. Oh, dude, just because you're tall. Right. Because the actor that played Darth Vader, the physical Darth Vader, was six foot four. So I'm the exact height of Darth Vader. Well, you should you should take that under advisement, Matt. Maybe you could do some kind of like mashup. Matt, you know you always wear those mashup t shirts. What if you had like a a a Darth Predator or something? <laughs> like Darth Predator. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be fucking awesome? It it would be pretty fun. It would be pretty fun. But no, if it's if it's five hundred first, the five hundred first, you it has to be movie accurate costumes to be in the five hundred first. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're well. You would have to have two versions, right? So you'd have your your mashup, and then you'd have your official five hundred first version. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing if I did become Darth Vader is they usually only ever have one when they go and do appearances. They might have maybe two, unless it's like the big Star Wars celebration stuff. Then there's a lot of them. But it, like, say the the division that's in Arizona, if they go to like the Diamondbacks game or something, they only have one Darth Vader, and they all the other stormtroopers and stuff escort them around and everything. It's funny. Oh man, it'd be great. So that would that would be cool, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just another freaking hobby I don't have time for. Because I seriously I would love to do that because they have like one of the best mottos ever. Their motto is bad guys doing good. Cuz what they do is they go to children's hospitals and they go to volunteer events and fundraisers and all kinds of stuff and they just really try to help elevate the volunteer outreach community outreach kind of stuff by being there dressed up 
And I mean, they do it in the in the heat of the day sometimes in Phoenix. It'll be 110, Ooh. 115 out, and they'll be decked out in their Stormtrooper gear or their Darth Vader gear in the sun doing a, a walk for the cure or whatever. It's I, I'm really impressed with those guys. I love those guys. Wow, that's intense, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Bad guys doing good. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that's it's a cool motto. Yeah, there the uh, the garrison that's in Arizona is known as the Dune Sea Garrison. All right, which is pretty funny. Cool. The Dune Sea is uh, another good Star Wars reference. So, anyways, all right. So Mysterio is a bad guy. And I loved how they translated it for this film. The original Mysterio is a special effects stunt guy from the movies when they wrote him in Spider-Man, the comic book in the 60s. And I loved how they morphed it into he's a uh, CGI expert. I don't know if they really had the, the stuntman part of him in there, but I just I loved how they made it into, you know, that that he knows the cgi and he knows the uh projector stuff and i mean he's even wearing you know a mocap suit i just i loved it i thought that was so smart i really i was afraid they were just gonna make him like a villain and not have him be just a normal dude that can manipulate people i just i loved how they did it i thought it was so good so smart yeah yeah so they just they just updated it to match kind of the modern time, but it's still essentially the same kind of character. A normal dude who's using some fancy technology stuff to manipulate people. Yeah, and he's always been one of Spider-Man's biggest foes because of, as we saw in the film, how he manipulates Spider-Man's mind and in almost these dreamlike uh, worlds where, as you see in the film, he you know gets hit by a train. That's a major part of Mysterio's character and how he's one of the only ones that can kick Spider-Man's butt by doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he really gets to him on a psychological level, and that was my favorite scene of the whole movie. I just really love that when it was just Mysterio versus Spider-Man. That whole dream sequence, all how they shot it, how they did it, how they brought it all in, how they made Mysterio huge. I mean, it was just, it was so comic booky. I just, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, with that fantasy type, uh, with the projection, the, the projection stuff, they were able to make it seem more like the comic book because they, they could everything was believable because it was all done visually with the projector stuff. And even though he knew that he was being manipulated, he couldn't figure a way like out of it, you know? So that was, that was cool. Cause like he even knew he was in this, this like simulation kind of environment and he still couldn't, couldn't get through it. Like he was like, ah, this is, and like uh they yeah that was that was that was a cool scene yeah how they do a lot of that in the in the comic book not to keep referencing it is mysterio you saw that green smoke he had in the comic book it's a it's actually a mind manipulating uh not so much poison but gas 
And that helps him manipulate Spider-Man and whoever else inhales that gas. Where in here, they use the flying projector drone guys that could do, create, uh, you know, damage, basically. You know, the Edith system, which was interesting. Oh, I love the name uh, for Edith. (laughs) Yeah, even in Uh, Death, I'm the Hero. That's awesome. (laughs) That was so funny. I thought that was amazing. Speaking of that, my second, one of my second favorite parts, because there's a couple that are tied, but was uh, when Spider-Man is learning about the Edith system and how to use it, and he sends that one drone to kill the uh, classmate on accident in the bus. That was so good. So good. Yeah. Now, now, Matt, as a um, certified uh, pilot of said drones uh do you still hate the term drones uh used all the time in movies because uh, they they use that stuff all the time it's always a drone except for in this movie because when they're referencing drones they really are drones because no one is flying them ah okay so right. the terminology of drone in this movie is correct okay all right I just, uh, I love to push your buttons on that one. Oh, I know you do. I I know you do. But yeah, it's, I still don't like that term. I still don't accept it, but it's what the media uses, especially the national media, because it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. The drones are coming, Matt. Actually, it's the robots, and they really are coming. But that's a whole different story. They took our jobs. (laughs) Yeah, about to. Dude, I watched that South Park the other day. That that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, that that that's a good one. The, that's a good the one. goobacks Is or that... gobacks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, um I feel like I'm doing all the talking, Mike, and you're not doing any talking whatsoever. Well, man, I know you just really, you really enjoyed the Mysterio, and yeah, no, I haven't been talking too much. Um, I didn't know anything about the Mysterio. It was uh, a little bit of a surprise to me, but not too much. Um, Actually, I think Maggie was like, he's a bad guy. Um, (laughs) Maggie, uh, Maggie has uh, a bigger, you know, at least she still has her nerd card. I mean, Jesus, Mike. yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And, uh... So, uh, as soon as he handed over Edith, uh, she was like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, and, and then uh, you know, everything else ensues. That reveal, though, in the bar was just fantastic. Because yeah, half no, the that... people were fake, half the people were real. It was a rundown, shitty bar. It was, that was so fantastic. Yeah, no, the, the, the bar reveal was really cool. Um I I enjoyed uh, some of the the interactions with um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name uh, Samuel Jackson's character Nick Fury uh, yeah Nick Fury mm-hmm. where he's he's like dude you can't ghost me like there's <laughs> yeah. all these like like that that stuff was kind of funny like I I mean. It's a little bit of a long joke in it, but I, I enjoyed it. Like where he's just like he doesn't 
you know, uh, to, to make a long story short, Spider-Man doesn't necessarily want all the responsibilities of becoming a Avenger and somebody who's called on all the time. He kind of just wants some of his, the last bit of his high school left. He still wants to experience it and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So yeah, he still wants to be a teenager. He wants to fall in love. He wants to go out, drink it on the weekends. He wants to, you know, have fun, be a kid. Yeah. And, and every, every turn he has, it's like, uh, no, you can't do that. And I enjoyed how they like, he's like, Hey, we need you to go to Prague. And he's like, no, we're, we're going to Paris. And then all of a sudden, the, his his uh, class is diverted to Prague, and he's like, ah. <laughs> "Yeah, that was so, good. That was yeah, really good. yeah, yeah." I, I like that. Um, well, and one thing that was interesting, which ties to the, one of the end credit scenes, is that it's not really Nick Fury. And I have to applaud them throughout the film because I was thinking, you know, Nick Fury would not have given into this. He would have known it, Mysterio was a bad guy. He would have known all this shit is a lie. Nick Fury, no, I mean, he's just a badass. He really is. And then they explain it in the end credit scenes. Yeah, I kind of was like, what What happened to Nick Fury? Did the, the uh, what did they call it? The, um, the gap, no, the blip, right? Yeah. Isn't that what they called it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, did the blip, like, really mess him up? No. Because he was one of the people, and no, it's. He was gone. You find out. Yeah. yeah. You, you find out. It's a scroll. But, uh. It's Talos, yeah. our buddy from Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah that that was that was definitely like I didn't see that coming at all. Really, it was pretty awesome. I was like, oh yes, are we going to get Secret Invasion? And then he says how you know he's talking to Nick Fury and he's really just kind of filling in for him. But that leads into the end credit scene, which clearly shows the next phase is going to be crazy cosmic. Which I understand kind of why they put this at the end of phase four and not the start of phase five because if it's going to be heavy on the cosmic which clearly it looks like then it would be awkward to have a film that's based in on earth when the whole next phase looks like it's probably going to be heavy cosmic space stuff basically yeah yeah um but that you know that raised a lot of questions both those end credit scenes for me because you're like, okay, well, Nick Fury was a scroll. So then, how long has Nick Fury been a scroll? Personally, I think Nick Fury probably just traded spots with the scroll for this film. I think he was probably there at Endgame at the infamous funeral and things like that because it just, it wouldn't, I don't think he would be that kind of person as a character not to be at something that important. Yeah, the end credits were kind of like, whoa, like they were pretty drastic like a lot of the end credits i feel like in the last few movies have just kind of been funny and little extra things here and there like captain marvel with the cat and stuff like that but like woo like these ones were like huh yeah these ones were these massive are, these were these were big big time ones and like the the one with with um uh nick fury was like a huge like there's lots of CG. There's lots of stuff. Like it was, it was a big one. Yeah. So it sets the whole universe on its head, and it definitely says, "Guess what? We're going full bore." And w I'm not sure when um, 
uh, Comic-Con is, but it's this month. I know that. It might even be next week. Maybe this week. I'm not um, sure. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, my, my co-worker's going. Hold on. I know um, I know it's in July, and I know it's within the next week or two. So so it's the 18th through the 21st. Okay, so it's this weekend. Uh, my, my co-worker... No, not this weekend. It's next weekend. Oh, shit. I got um, it mixed up. Sorry. My, my, my co-worker's flying out on the 17th. Marvel is going to be at Comic-Con this year, which they did not go to last year. Not only are they going, they have one of the biggest halls, and right now they have a 90-minute presentation. Wow. Like, I, I don't know if my buddy's going to be able to get in because, like, all that stuff's crazy over there, but, uh, wow. They're probably going to announce all kinds of stuff. And it's perfect timing, though. Right. Because they've released all the things. So now it's time to talk about stuff. Yeah. I think we're going to see some massive trailers, big time cosmic trailers. Like they're talking about the uh, Eternals film and the cast they're getting signed on so far is going to be insane. The Eternals are cosmic. It's going to be it's going to be intense. And I think that. End trailer with this with uh, Nick Fury Samuel Jackson is gonna, I mean it's perfect timed it perfectly timed because they're gonna do these huge announcements at Comic Con and it's just gonna blow everyone away for the next couple of years in films. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, they're yeah, I think they're definitely gonna just light it up. It's gonna be interesting. I think they might uh, talk about some of their their schedule and what's going to happen and just yeah it's it's going to be nuts yeah because we don't really know what's coming down the pike really yet i mean we know eternals and they've made a few hints here and there there's probably going to be another spider-man film definitely there's definitely probably going to be another guardians film thor's probably going to be involved so there's a lot coming down the road, but nothing official. And this is going to really just solidify all the rumors or hopefully delete some of the rumors too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, let me get back on Spider-Man. All right. Let's do it. I do have a gripe. I don't know if you have the same gripe as I do, Mike. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fan of them pushing Spider-Man into almost like a Tony Stark role. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of... They are trying to kind of line that up. But I think... I think what this movie was trying to clarify is he's not Tony Stark. And he doesn't have to be Tony Stark. But he might have some access to some of Tony Stark's tech. Well, because, yeah, he sits down and he makes his own custom Spider-Man wingsuit using Tony Stark's tech in Tony Stark's plane with Happy helping Spider-Man, which Happy helped Tony Stark. They even had callbacks to the original Iron Man with ACDC in that scene. Oh, yeah, you're right. They did. And I love how he says it was the wrong, like, he's all, I love, um... Led Zeppelin. And it was Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> I started laughing. I, 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 I love that because he's always, he's always wrong when he references the things. So, like, that was, that was nice and consistent. 
I think I was the only person in there that knew who ACDC and Led Zeppelin was because I was the only one laughing in the theater when they he had that joke. But I was like, oh. I don't care. That was funny. It was funny. Um, I, I no, I think Matt. That, yeah, he they're setting him up kind of, but I think they're also trying to say that he's going to be Spider Man and he's not Iron Man. And he shouldn't try to be Iron Man. He should try to be Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because it's almost like the Avengers are leaderless right now after Endgame and everything. And it Nick Fury's trying to push him, which we find out is not Nick Fury. Happy's kind of pushing him, but not really. He's just kind of helping him. Yeah, yeah. Happy's got some motives, though, that are like ulterior motives. Yeah, man. that's true. I mean, Marissa Tomei, man. Woo. Yeah, so Happy's yeah. Happy's trying to get happy and he <laughs> would like to 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 get with Aunt May. Aunt May. That's one that still blows my mind, man, is the hot Aunt May. I I, I mean it is what it is, man. Dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. Comic book world Aunt May is an old bitty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that's one of my problems that's one of my issues is i do compare the mcu a lot to its source material and i think that's why i'm kind of against the whole tony stark thing because spider-man and tony stark are buddies they're avengers all that stuff but they're nowhere near as close as they've made them in the mcu which i like it's kind of interesting seeing tony stark being spider-man's father figure in a way helping him grow, expand, not only in being a better superhero, but also as a a young man growing up. I like that. That's kind of cool. It's a good idea, but uh, I don't know. I need to stop comparing them, but it's hard not to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Your 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 nerd uh, mind won't let you uh, stop comparing them. I understand. I, I do the same thing, even with remakes now of movies that I love, like, like um, I, I was getting a talking to about... I recently watched the movie Aladdin, and I I was told I can't compare it to the animated Aladdin because it's not the same movie. Yeah, it's way worse. It's yeah, but I understand. It's just it's hard. It's hard for me to like if they ever remade the Goonies. There's 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 no way that I would like the new one. So I I don't know. Like it's just there's some things that are just weird. Like it's hard. I saw Aladdin as well when it came out, and I understand. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. So, so I, I get it, man. I get it. Maybe we're just getting old. Maybe we're just get becoming grumpy old men. Fair enough. I, I know I am. I'm becoming old and crotchety, and your ratings are always old and crotchety. So. Yeah, yeah, I have old and crotchety ratings. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, well, give me your thoughts on spoilery parts of spider-man far from home the end reveal of who uh spider-man is and the daily bugle thing uh did you like that or did you not like dude that, that was awesome oh and that again directly mirrors freaking tony stark think about it original iron man tony stark says i am iron man in this it takes this movie someone else saying peter parker is spider-man but I loved how they made J. They brought back uh, J.K. Simmons as um, oh now I'm br- I had his name and I said J.K. Simmons and J. Jonah Jameson 
how they brought oh yeah jk simmons back as j jonah jameson and they kind of updated him for the world now how they're he's now working for a newspaper he's working for the daily bugle.net or whatever yeah yeah like a streaming like like a like a youtuber yeah and he's more of like almost like an alex jones character which is definitely more modernized but i loved it i really really hope they bring him back in for more than just other spider-man movies because J. Jonah Jameson is a big deal in the Marvel world because, you know, he's always the contradiction to a lot of things. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was uh, interesting. And I was like, wow, this is in the end credits. Holy moly. Like, it was like a huge, big thing. Yeah, it set the whole movie on its head. It, it just in an end credit scene. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was huge, huge. So we'll have to see how that plays out in the next film. Because Spider-Man, that's one of his things. Even, I think, to this day in the comic book world, I, I'm not sure that he's truly revealed that he is Peter Parker. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I guess it probably depends on which Spider-Man comic book. Because there's only about 20 of them. It's ridiculous. Well, well, Matt, I, I think we're getting to the point where I would like to see or hear what your real rating is. Okay, so you want to know how many reels I give Spider-Man Far From Home because you have a Domino's pizza sitting there right next to you getting cold and Dutch is eyeballing it, getting ready to take a slice out of it? That could be a true fact, yes. (laughs) All right, Mike. Well, I give Spider-Man Far From Home four out of five reels. Wow. All right. Nice, nice. I liked it. I thought it was good. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I uh, think I liked it as well. But, but you give being, it two and a half. Being, but being the crotchety old man <laughs> uh, that Mike Talent is, he's uh, he's going to give it a 3.5 reels. Jeez, 3.5? God. Yeah, man, I'm I'm harsh, man. I'm a harsh I'm a harsh person. You know what? Just for that, I'm burning your nerd card. I'm not. I not only have it confiscated, I am setting it ablaze. Okay, all right. Well, I I you heard it here, people. I lost my nerd card, and it is on fire with eight other nerd cards in a weird looking wooden A frame building with some weird blue tarps around the side of it. Oh, speaking of weird stuff, that might end up being our next podcast. What is that? We might talk about Midsummer, which is one weird oh, movie. Oh, oh man, you you, you, you want to talk about it? I wasn't sure if you did. I don't know, dude. I don't know. We might need it because you know next week, FYI, I probably will not be able to do a pod, watch a movie, anything because I'll be down in Phoenix for four or five days doing national championship indoor football league stuff for the Rattlers. So I might be a little too busy. So we might have to crank one, a second one out this week and either put it up next week or a second one for this week. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, Midsummer. Uh, I am excited to talk about it. I think Matt is excited to hate on it. So we will have a wonderful conversation. And you are going to give it five out of five reels, and I am going to give it a half a reel. See, look, already done. No, no, no. We we can't we can't give out the real rating yet. We gotta we we gotta bring our three or four uh, listeners with us on the next journey, our next uh, horror film journey. 
that was a dude it was that was a unique film very unique film i'm just gonna leave it at that leave it at that all right all right let's save it matt yes sir so let's try and do that everyone that's wondering we will try and review midsummer for our next pod so either this week or next week we'll see well uh i guess with that uh i want to thank everybody for listening and we'll catch you on the next pod Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.